a little out of ordinary, but I'm going to start the show off with a GG nomination. That's not even technically a nomination. I'm just going to supersede it. I'm going to put it straight through. Dang. Cut through all the red tape because I saw something that blew my mind in terms of like, wow, people actually do this like this didn't actually happen so i'm at work again grocery store and uh, for those of you who realize we, we keep saying a lot of things that new viewers may not understand so a gg nomination is a yay hall of fame good thing that we want to show appreciation to so i'm at the store and um, i'm checking out I have a couple items and you guys also work in a store that has shopping carts do you guys have those customers that just will leave the shopping cart yeah right here that's where it goes just like all I'm done, the time yeah, done using yeah. it and uh no out of my life uh i saw the most baller thing in the world where this old guy had this cart and he did that he, just, he scooped his items out and just like mm, ah, there and just kind of like shoved it away and this other dude who he's not an employee he's just a normal customer walks up goes uh sir yeah if you're done with that cart why don't you go ahead and put that back where you found it <laughs> wow dude i wanted to shake the guy's hand so strange man who called old man on his bullcrap gg you, did, you get it <laughs> okay i just came up with this a random idea just based on this okay so we have the gg nominations mm-hmm. i think that we should and we could talk about this with the other guys too um but i think we should consider adding a mount g more Okay, if that makes <laughs> so essentially what it is is we have four things that are on the Mount G more that always exist on the Mount G more and eventually oh, like things they get can replaced. They can be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. I am on yeah, exactly. I'm a thousand so, percent on board. That sounds so have, incredible. Yes. So we have just any four things. So like right now, for example, like this guy that like told this dude to get the shopping cart or whatever, mm-hmm. like he would be the first member of the Mount G more. You need to go find his face, AJ. I'm gonna go take a picture of him down. I should have just taken my phone out just taking a picture of the back of his head. but so like we can talk about with the other guys later on obviously like you know kind of address that too so this week it's only myself aj and matt so going back to the original the ogs what's going on everybody welcome to genre geeks episode 57 we got the old school crew today i'm aj and with me of course is darren hello and matt who went away from his mic? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, my Knowing that he's the only other person I could introduce. Yeah, I, 57 episodes sorry. in, and Matt still is. <laughs> come on, man. I felt my dog but, underneath my desk, and I was like, what the heck are you doing, dude? So, but, sorry. I'm but yeah, here. so Hello, guys. maybe <laughs> next time when we got more of the guys back, we can kind of like workshop that a little bit or try to find some some nominations to nominate to the Mount G more. And I am 100% I on know. board. That is a brilliant idea. All right, Mount G more. Looking Let's do forward it. to it. All right. But what day of the week is it, Darren? Today is July 19th. It is National Get the Dog Out of the House Day. Well, Matt, why don't you well, go ahead and... Uh... <laughs> I made that up. Just get... get oh, Sorry, wait, oh, Bo. Oh, oh, you gotta go. I totally misread that. It says, get out of the doghouse day, is what it says. Oh, is that so just from them, like, like some uh, husband... Like yes, thing. it is. Yeah. Uh, generally, when you're in the doghouse, you've fallen out of favor with someone, usually your spouse or significant other. Um, so I guess it's here. It says it gives you some tips on how to get out of the doghouse. It says, I want to hear down the tips. technology. Yeah, put down the technology. Meet at a favorite coffee house, or send flowers, okay. chocolates, or an appropriate gift. Um, so yeah, if you're trying to get out of the doghouse, do those things, I guess. But it seems very, uh, very targeted. Put down the technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put the game but controller I, I, down. Put the phone down. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I've always felt like doing the flowers, chocolate, gifts, those kind of things. I've always felt like that was like just a kind of cheap way to like try to like 
you know, like superficially, like, oh, well, you're mad at me because I cheated on you. Like, here's some flowers. <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, may- like maybe more than a Band-Aid fix for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in the like, same boat, too, because I just I feel like I don't know. To me, it seems very like a cliche look at like how to solve a problem of just like the delivery guy with the flowers of like delivery for Amber. And it's just like a dozen <laughs> roses. And she's like, I'm still furious at him. And now yeah. I have flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we're like yeah thanks for the Reese's pieces I'm still pissed at you leave me alone How, uh, why see. does that not exist like on the reverse end what do you mean like for guys yeah we never get sent a box of chocolates Dude, like as I'm sorry yes I mean so I such, understand such a double standard it is a double standard I understand because I know women are thinking like well you guys get paid more and blah 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 but whatever, I want chocolate kind of <laughs> yes I'm saying like I'll give you you know I want what, you remorse know. chocolate what do they say? Like, you know, men get paid 13 more, 13.4%. We'll give you 1% extra as long as we can start getting chocolate as well. <laughs> That's all we want. All we want is some flowers every once in a while, a Hallmark card. That's all we want. <laughs> it's also National uh, Words with Friends Day. I guess they... Wow, what a, a very specific day. Yeah. I guess... Oh, okay. It honors the launch of the popular game franchise. Okay, about to say like, oh, that very, that very like insightful summer where everyone played words with friends and then dropped words with friends to for you picture know, drawing with friends. <laughs> My mom still to this day plays words with friends with the bass guitarist from Bowling for Soup. Dude, like, she what? Just, yeah, she like so my mom is a huge Bowling for Soup fan, a huge fan of theirs. Uh, she's been to like probably twenty of their concerts, and they're I think a that, fine I'm band. Sure. A weird one to like become the yep, I'm I'm them. That I'm hitching my <laughs> wagon to them. <laughs> but I guess some I, maybe she like messaged the dude on Facebook like to ask something. I don't know what it was, and then they just like somehow just I have no idea the exact context. Somehow they came they became friends, and she plays Words of Friends with him like you know on a weekly basis like it's super weird that's super weird <laughs> but i have a a real a, a favorite rapper of mine is a guy named Solcon. i think i've shown you a couple of his videos he's a, yeah, a, yeah. a white jewish rapper and all of that aside he's a really good rapper and he was a, a big big on the battle rap scene back like probably 10 years ago and he, he he's big like in his avenue not like giant like celebrity big so he's super accessible so like 10 years ago, whatever, I, I tweeted him. I'm like, hey, man, big fan, blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, hey, who wants to play Words with Friends? And I'm like, I do. He's like, all right. So we played like a game, <laughs> half a game. We never finished, like half a game of Words with Friends. And I'm That's like, so awesome. This is what a weird, like Words with Friends, the bringer of like celebrity to fans. <laughs> uh, July 21st, which is this Wednesday, is National Be Someone Day. <laughs> I don't know. I guess what someone else probably, I assume. Uh, it says, Oh, okay. It says a challenge is each of us to take ten seconds to make a difference in a child's life. I have no idea how that's it has a to lot do of responsibility someone. to give yourself in ten seconds. What does that mean? <laughs> it does that says mean just a child. Years Wait, is it say a difference a in a child's life? Because that could be negative. <laughs> just punch it in the face. <laughs> it takes less than 10 pull, seconds. Pull a Batman and kill his parents. <laughs> oh my God. It says, it says in 10 seconds we can change our mind and after do so, say a prayer of thanks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what actually it, uh, I don't know what really it's trying to say. That's Anyways, weird. Uh, the next one is also National Junk Food Day. Ay. Oh my God. My wheelhouse. Dude, oh, I got hype. I went to my Amber asked me to go to Sam's Club to grab a big bag of baking soda. Because sure, I'm, I'm, that's worth Junk the trip. Food. 
And uh, no, when I was there, I'm like, clearly I have to utilize the value of me being here. I'm not going to literally, who goes to Sam's Club, buys a single item. So I'm like, no, clearly I have to go look at something else. So, so I looked yeah. and uh, they have, I'm a huge fan of the Chester's Hot Fries. Oh my God. The problem is they always have, it's the standardized bag. It's like a normal, like snack size, like a normal size bag for a normal human being, but not me. Sure. They have a gigantic like vacuum bag of it and you better believe i snatched that crap off the shelf dude chester's hot fries are so good but i really wish they made just chester's fries because i'm a little what pansy the? girl when it comes to hot stuff oh, but i love no. the i love the taste of them i love the texture of the fries but like i can have four of them and i'm like man i just want more hot fries all so the way Why I, want it it? I, want extra, I want it to hurt why is it chester and not just cheeto because literally the cheeto dude is on the bag what do you think that Cheeto dude's name is, my dude? Chester Cheeto. Cheeto? I don't know. It's Chester, it's my Cheeto? dude. Cheeto the tiger? <laughs> it's Chester Cheetah. Come on. Dude, he was super cool Cheeto back the in the tiger? 90s. He's I'm literally memeing. a cheetah. I'm, I'm memeing. Uh, also, Honestly, uh, I, I don't know. Does it say it I, on the, the day dude, of the week? Dude. Go ahead, Matt. What are you saying? I'm, I'm just laughing at... Darren said that I honest, honest to God did not even realize that he was a cheat and that makes sense now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, for the day of the week of the July 21st, does it also happen to say AJ day? <laughs> That's my birthday. Uh, it does actually. Oh, National, wonderful. Uh, yeah. Be, uh, no, it does not actually. No, there's oh, not. I'm sorry. That's when I know um, I'll make it. It's your birthday though, man. Happy early birthday. Yeah. Well, sort of. Ooh, speaking We're celebrating of, uh, it. Other, yeah, go ahead. Speaking of other days that don't matter at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, last week uh, was National Macaroni Day or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually got to celebrate that because Chick Fil A was giving away free macaroni and cheese as like a reward. And I and I like it was it was actually funny because like most of these days we talk about during the podcast so, like mm-hmm. they're totally relevant, never actually celebrate them. But then, like uh, I got a notification from Chick Fil A, it was like, "Hey, it's happy, it's National Macaroni Day." I was like, "Hey, I knew that." <laughs> All right, <laughs> one of these days, like the bull crap we talk about is gonna save our life. It's gonna be <laughs> yes. it's gonna be great the day it happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, what day of the year is it this Wednesday? Like, hmm. Uh, <laughs> what day? Is, day? Yeah. <laughs> like, when's National Flag Day? Or like, not Flag Day, something even more obscure. Like, when's uh, Nude Day? <laughs> We're like, I would do, boy, do I know. <laughs> Imagine like trying to figure out what day of the week it is whenever it's like a state because you guys would freaking all get killed. Oh, like, some guy comes up to you with a, with a gun to your head like, hey, what day is National Alabama Day? And you're like, uh... It's on Monday. Well, well yeah, you like, it's a Monday. And like partial credit, and then he let, he shoots us in the arm, and then lets us walk away. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, how was your week, dude? Uh, it's been good. Uh, my puppy has been wearing me out, and I forgot how much work a puppy is, but I am enjoying it dearly, sort of. Kind That's, of. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Is he still doing the pee pee and poo poo everywhere? Uh, yeah, he's getting better at it though. He'll go to the door. And look at me, and I was like, "Oh, you want to go outside? Okay, good boy." <laughs> That's a good move. Yeah. But, and then right now he's literally chewing on my fingers, and he does not stop doing that. And mm. gotta yeah, get him like that, little toys. I mean, where's the toy? I mean, at? He, they're across the room, and I have to leave my mic to go do that. <laughs> I gave him. Yeah, before don't do we, that. Do not do that. Before Whatever, we do started not recording, leave your I swear to God, if you do it, you're freaking done. <laughs> before we started recording, I gave him a Kong full of treats, uh-huh. and that kept him occupied for like. How long have we been recording? Like 20 minutes now? Maybe. Minutes. I, Something like that. But um, yeah, so he's done with that and now he keeps jumping on me. But yeah, other than that, <laughs> I've been playing some Red Dead. Uh, I He just brought you my building. Quit. Just keep going. It's Hi, fine. Hi, puppy. Hi, he has Bo. a puppy. That's a Bo. bonus then. 
Um, I've been playing Red Dead. Uh, hey, give I've, him the mic. Give Bo the mic. Give Bo the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Pick but, him up. Yeah, I, I haven't really been doing much. I've just been kind of dealing with him. Okay. All right, the next thing next thing I hear from your mic better be Bo. All right, I'll go with, I'll go with my week now. Go for uh, it. So I, let's see. I watched, uh, of course, the last episode. Wait, the last episode of Loki was two weeks ago, correct? Or, or Right. It was this week. The finale was, it was this, week. this Wednesday. Yeah, so I watched Loki. Um, I guess we can maybe talk about it later. I don't really know. But um, Lo- Loki, uh, was it was good. The finale was good. Um, I watched Birdman as my homework. Um, I guess we can talk about that, that in a little bit as well. We'll talk about it right after our weeks, yeah. Um, and then I also... Let's see, what else was I going to say? Oh, you recommended during the week for me to uh, listen to some music by Big Daddy Kane because of the yeah. uh, the vi- the video of him like in a library. Like I just fi- it's a tiny desk that is from NPR. Yeah. NPR. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. randomly scrolled through it and I'm like, oh, Big Daddy Kane, and I yeah, yeah. I, it's great. <clears throat> I also dude. listened to the one with uh, with Rakeem as well. Um, They're great. And, Almost all yeah. of them are good. <laughs> They're so good, and I uh, I've listened to some of them in the past, but I just didn't really like. I haven't known it was him necessarily, but like I've I, I've heard like Ain't after going no through and listening, yeah, step. that's definitely one. I, there's another one that I can't remember what the name was, but there's a few of them that I've listened to that like I didn't know it was him. But like, yeah, they all I've always loved those songs. Like his flow is so freaking good, dude. Like it's back in the '80s, it's, dude. It's like late '80s. He's doing the flow, and that's what like listening to the songs now. I'm like, it's obviously been uh, somewhat con- uh, contemporary. Contemporized is that is that a word? I have no idea. Sure, we sure. Y- y'all know what I'm th- what, what I'm trying to get at. If not, I'm coining it. But <laughs> like, it's it's the lyrics are the same, and it still holds up. Like, there's like a Megatron. One of his uh, songs has like a Megatron reference. I mean, because Transformers are big back in the '80s, and hey, who'd have thought it'd turn around and be popular again yeah. uh, nowadays? But yeah, it's, but if it's you're, a great uh, live performance. If you're a hip hop guy, which I like, not really hip. I, I like hip hop, but I wouldn't call myself a hip hop person. Um, but Big Daddy Kane is legit. Like, go listen to some music by him. You don't um, wait. Say what you just said again. Uh, I said if you're a hip hop guy, then you know. And then I said I'm not really necessarily a hip hop guy. I like hip hop, but I'm not like necessarily a, a hip hop guy. What I feel you, like what, if what you, you like, I feel like if you like hip hop, you're a hip hop guy. I don't think. I so. mean, there's a there's no, le- there's I, levels to it. There is levels to it, and I would say I'm like a level two. I'm not even. That. I'm I'm a little. I'm more than what you. Do you but mostly that listen mean, to. A lot. I mean, I listen, listen to mostly hip hop, but I'm not like I don't have like a very wide palette when it comes to hip hop. Like, yeah, listening if, to if one a real hip hop person, yeah. if a real hip hop person came on this podcast or was listening to our podcast and knew that I just listened to Kendrick Lamar and like Schoolboy Q and Kanye and like that's pretty much it, then they'd be like, yeah, you're not a hip hop guy. Like, so yeah, you're a Kendrick fan. Congrats. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, so, I mean, I like hip hop, but I just don't like, I don't have like a huge variety of artists I listen to. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like them, just because I don't really like, I, I'm, I'm, that's just my personality, frankly. Um, I guess that's correct. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that was pretty much it though. I mean, I played disc golf this weekend, but you know, that's pretty much the weekend, weekend trend anyways. So, uh, AJ, how was your week, man? <laughs> A uh, pretty good week. I finished. So I mentioned the last podcast that I, I started watching Fear Street 1978. I watched part of it and I finished it and not good. I was very, very upset about it because it just the first movie was so great. And this one was just so mediocre and probably even less than mediocre. It's just it's like I mentioned so many times before, the first Fear Street is a beautiful homage to a lot of different horror icons. And part two 
is exclusively Jason, which made it just a really garbage Friday the 13th, like a very mm. like sci-fi channel, legally distinct Friday the 13th. It was terrible. I hated it, actually. Dang. So like that was very disappointing. It was a tr- it was I was trudging through it. So I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, I, I watched a bunch of things I've already seen, but the, the big news that I finally got to do is I got Amber and I went to see Black Widow yesterday in theaters uh, in XD. Which is a that's Ooh. the yeah it's that IMAX competitor and your you, so your parents came uh, came down to watch yeah, Eli they're currently right? here yeah and they were they watched oh. Eli Amber and I went out to uh, dinner in a movie or movie and dinner that's how we preferred it which that's pro tip by the way the amateur if you guys are out there trying to date don't do the rookie mistake of dinner then a movie that is such a such an error you do movie then dinner because guess what you got something to talk about come on. That is true. That's a good Plus, point. Then, like, because like the there's no interaction during the movie, like as far as like the people with you. So yeah. you sit down with a stranger, you watch the movie, you get comfortable just literally being next to the person. You don't have to say anything. Then you go to dinner and you get to talk a little bit about it. That's see, Tim, that is such a. It, it, it's I, ho- I hope someone heeds that and it builds your relationship and you can invite me to your wedding. All right. <laughs> but uh, we're not going to talk about Black Widow just because uh, I, I want to wait for the, the big cast to be here, the rest of the cast and for us all to see it, because I think it's actually worthy of its own episode. So maybe a geeks rants about Black Widow or even if it holds up, I think it'd be interesting to talk about. But uh, just being back in the theater was just a surreal experience, dude. It was wonderful. But I do have to say the only downside to it was Space Jam is also out right now. The the right. LeBron Space Jam. So we're at the theater and I forgot it was in theaters or in theaters because I in my head it's on HBO. Right. So I'm there and I'm like, it's one o'clock on a Sunday. I'm like, there's no one going to be here. And uh, there wasn't a lot. There was like one. There were two couples there and there was one lady. And I'm like, man, why are we in the concession stand? I'm like, why is it taking so long to get to my I just want a bag of popcorn. Come on, let's go. And then I saw (laughs) these poor workers were making like I'm not exaggerating. I promise you a dozen of I don't know how to describe this. A Happy Meal box of like popcorn where there's like a popcorn, uh, a little drink. Uh, oh, like I a candy like, yeah, it's like, like a the little kid situation yeah there were a dozen of them and then i heard noises and i looked and like they have like a little arcade and there's a thousand kids in oh, the arcade my god. and oh, i'm like god. oh my god how many of these stupid little happy meals are they gonna make i literally i just want popcorn <laughs> uh actually i sort of i sort of take that back so uh this is a I, the people of cinemark if you hear this heed my complaints about this uh, there's a cool thing with Cinemark where if you use the app, you can get, you can order your tickets and you can order your concessions like via app and then just pick it up on the way out. Nice. Amber loves slushies. And so they have the different flavors. They have like, I don't know the flavors, red, blue, and like Coke flavored slushy. And Amber's like, oh, can you mix the the, the flavors? I'm like, I don't have an option on the phone, but obviously they'll do that there. And so that's why I had to get in line because I had to I'm uh, ask the lady, hey, can you mix the cherry and the Coke? So it's a cherry Coke slush. <laughs> and the lady's like yeah i can whatever loser here but i had to wait freaking like i kid you not like 15 20 minutes for this freaking oh babysitter to uh so, to get all her snacks. so you you still get to the theater early then because obviously if you had if you waited that long always we're still able to get the movie i i'm not a person that like i don't really like getting to the theater that early like because i mean i, I always know like if movie starts at 7 25 I'm getting there at like 723 probably because I don't really care to see the or the, the extra stuff. Like I don't really care I do. That. It's part of the... Dude, first of all, it's the first time I've gotten to be in theater in over a year. So 
it was surreal just doing that. Like the, the excitement, like you walk through like the, the hall with the rugs, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you sit down in your seat and it's wonderful because people are still shaky about it. So there's like four people in the entire XD theater, which you don't yeah. know. XD, it's a gigantic theater. And we just got to kick back. And I saw Did these you trailers. Like the little uh, recliner seats with like yeah. stuff too. Yeah, oh, those these ones don't heat up, marvelous. which I'm fine with. I'm, I'm I don't need my butt warmed up. I'm good. <laughs> but I'm happy with like the little reclined seat. It has like a little dinner tray uh, yeah. thing that like you can slide up, which I like to slide up and I put my leg on it. It's wonderful. Dude, those things are dangerous though, man. Like I, I, especially like being like a you know a dad now. It's so hard for me to like to recline those seats and not end up falling asleep halfway through the movie. Oh, I was like, it just make a bunch of dad noises. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i like I, I mean it's not even like i could be loving the movie and i'll still end up like halfway through it like just like catching myself like snoring or something like that and <laughs> but i mean i i'm excited to go back to the theater i haven't seen black widow yet but i definitely want to see it in theaters and give it like you know a fair shot whatever with like all of the yeah uh, appropriate i sincerely cannot wait to talk about it because i i think we're going to get some fun discussions I, but yeah i saw that just What's hey, up, just without like going like talking about it like good or bad experience for you good Okay. Very good. I just want to know where your head was at. I like because you. So I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. yeah I you, you get like you. Uh, this, I can't the, tell if you're being sarcastic about no, that. No. The or most not, I'm so. gonna say at all is I really enjoyed it, and that's that's it. Hmm. So okay. Spoiler free discussion about that. Uh, and Amber and I, uh, my family and all, we're celebrating my birthday today because my birthday's on Wednesday. Which it, hey, speaking of like it does. Speaking of days that don't matter, I'm working on my birthday. I didn't even ask for the day off. I don't care at this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so we're celebrating it today. Yeah. So we drove out to uh, Houston and we, uh, we, we went back to the natural science museum because we had Ooh. to spend all day there, which that's yeah. a, that, if you want to go to the uh, Houston natural museum of natural sciences, it's an all day adventure. Yeah. That's how you want to do it because <laughs> there's so much freaking crap there. It's awesome. But, uh, I was there and like, it was really cool seeing all the fun stuff, but there is a, a, a problem that we need to figure out. And it's always, it's the same type of people. They're older people and they need to be handled however way we feel fit. These people, there's narrow hall. It's a, it's a museum. There's kind of narrow halls. There's doorways and stuff. There's elevators. And for whatever reason, old people want to stand right there in the middle of said doorway <laughs> or elevator or whatever like they're not standing in a doorway and elevator and stuff I'm like why are yeah, you there yeah. <laughs> it's like i was literally shout, like like loud talking to amber because we're all there's three elevators in front of us and we're waiting to go to the next floor so uh the old couple whatever hits the elevator button and then they just stand two feet away from the elevator doors and i explained to amber i'm like you know what's funny about elevators there's only one exit <laughs> in elevators <laughs> and uh, anything occupying that space has to leave via that exit. <laughs> and you, I'm like, you were saying this out loud to her. Yeah. Loud enough that uh, clear. I wanted them to hear me. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you trying? What, what are you doing? Back up weirdo. Yeah. But yeah, there is like, it should be a default, like, you know, courtesy thing, which like, there should be like, for people that are stupid like that, there should be like a sign on the elevator, the doors that say like, Hey, there's going to be people coming out of this eventually. 
you know, get out the way or something. Because like that is so common where like you'll be getting off an elevator and like you're stepping out and there's someone already stepping in. It's like, dude, like what were you? Yeah, I'm were you occupying like, the space and I can't go anywhere else besides I have nowhere else through to you. go. <laughs> that dude, I was a child and my mom taught me that rule of wait for them to get out of the elevator. It's a basic common sense thing. 100%. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Great experience. But all right. Uh, what were we going to talk about? So your homework last week, Darren, and also Heath's, but he's not here. So he's going to be talking about that next episode was to watch Birdman, a.k.a. the uh, I always forget what the little subtext, the subtitle thing is, uh, the yeah. value of ignorance or virtue of ignorance or something. Something along those lines. Yeah, I'll look but, real quick. But yeah, what did you think of Birdman? Uh, it was <laughs> very weird. Um, but it was, I, I'll be honest, like the, the first, maybe let's say, no, I, it, it never really stopped being weird. It was just a weird movie. I enjoyed it. I'm not, I, I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it, but like, obviously like, you know, a big, I mean, I don't know if since spoilers matter. It's like a six year old movie. For like and, a six year old movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like a spoiler I mean, alert and, for Birdman. If you haven't seen that. Yeah. But, um, I thought the one, some things that I really liked were one, obviously, like the fact that it was shot like you know to to appear as one continuous cut. That was really really cool. I thought it was cool because there's when you think about like movies that have cuts, then you it's like okay, so we're going from the rooftop down to the restaurant. Like it just cut straight from that to that. But then in this movie, it's like to get from the rooftop to the restaurant, you have to follow the characters all the way down the stairs and then through the set and then down into the restaurant. And now we're in the restaurant and then we're going to the, across the street. So we, and the camera follows everywhere so that you get every single little piece of like the inner in-between dialogue, like the in-between like, you know, actions of like walking through like the different characters and stuff. And so that was really cool. Um, and also like, I really liked the, the actor's, were really good. Like, oh, uh, there was such good acting in that movie. Like Michael Keaton, Ed Norton, Amy Ryan, uh, and Emma Stone. Like, they all like they were so freaking good. It was so interesting to me. Like, I, I feel like it's really hard to do what they did. Or I mean, I guess it was just like good direction. I don't know, but it, it just I felt like it was so hard for them to do what they did. Where it's like again, they're moving across the scenes and still maintaining in character the entire time. But again, that's just maybe that's just good direction or good like camera work or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. The story itself was weird, though, because the story was of, you know, Michael Keaton's character who used to be like a comic book guy and then now is a kind of like washed up guy that's on Broadway or like some, you know, it, it was like some sort of off brand Broadway, right? I think like it was Hollywood actual Broadway. Broadway. And that's like that's why one of the character, uh, the girl, I forgot her name, but that's but her thing. Like, She's like, I made at it. At the end, it sounded like it was like Hollywood Broadway is the way that I understood it. But either way, mm-hmm. regardless, Um you know, it's like he is now a, you know, a Broadway star and also I say star like he is trying to make it on Broadway and is has written, directed and is going to star in a play that is now trying to make it on to like the Broadway scene or whatever. Um, and so his character is super weird because he's this weird like inner dialogue with his previous like Birdman, which he's known he's known as Birdman to a lot of people in the world mm-hmm. um, and his inner inner dialogue is not explained at all. It's just like, it's not spoon fed <laughs> to you. You're supposed to infer. Yeah. No. And that's, that's what I, I figured at first I was like, he's the first like scene. It opens with like, you know, you don't, you don't even realize that it's not him talking. It smells like but then, balls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this weird, like, you know, character talking to him, but then it's like, Oh, that must be Birdman, I guess. Like that's, that's what I assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, it just kind of follows his like, 
I don't know. I mean, his journey of trying to make this play work with like these different characters and these different interactions. And it's, it's almost like a, I don't know, like a drama slash romance slash comedy, I guess is what I would call it. Like it's a hodgepodge of, of genres. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, but it was, I, I definitely think like, I mean, you may have mentioned this in the last episode when you recommended it is very anxious movie, a very, very anxious movie. I, I felt like, yeah, especially towards the end, like it was clear there was something like, <laughs> you know, something weird going to happen. Uh, and I thought it was weird the way that it ended because it totally did not like, I thought it was pretty, uh, tr- pretty transparent what was going to happen. Like as the movie got towards the end, like I was like, I, I told Brandy's like, oh, he's going to do this. Like that's, you know, that's what's going to happen. That's what, that's what happened. Um, but I thought it was weird that it didn't end at that point. I thought I thought it was an odd, like, obviously you know, there was more to it. And then, of course, the ending scene, like... With Emma <laughs> Stone looking out the window? <laughs> yes, I lo- it's, it's, so, it's, it's, it's great. It's so weird. It is weird. It's great. Why, why, why wouldn't that... Also, why wouldn't it end weird? It's been weird the whole time. And that's why, I, like, I, the I, end... If, people are like, I know how it's going to end. Do you? I bet you a million dollars you don't know how this is going to no, end. No, no, no. It definitely <laughs> didn't call that ending. Emma Stone I did, looking I out the window, like, like, hey, he's flying. <laughs> but it's, metaphor- <laughs> it's metaphorical. It's weird. It's supposed to... There, and then it's like, okay... Now discuss. It's a thinking movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so I, to me, like, I don't understand. Like, is does the dude have superpowers or not? No, like, Darren. It's he does I, not have superpowers. Like, I just don't, I, I don't understand that. Like, what was the point of all of that? Was that just yeah, like, he feels to show powerful. how crazy he was? No, like it's not it, necessarily crazy. It's he feels powerful. Like he like the scene like the the perfect example is the scene where he just starts destroying his dressing room like he's right. like using like the force to like grab something and smash the glass and pick something up and explode it and then it cuts to uh zach galifianakis uh, character walking in and he's just like slamming a chair against the ground like it's <laughs> because in his mind it's the it's the narcissist part of him it's the ego he's i i know i'm powerful i'm i, I was Iron Man basically they literally kept using like Robert Downey Jr. did blah 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 because it's supposed yeah. to be like kind of the equivalent because it's this it's a kind of tongue, tongue-in-cheek movie for Michael Keaton because he, Birdman blah blah it's Batman right and then he's like yeah like at the last time I did it was in the, like 92 that's the last time Keaton played Batman was in 1992 right. for Batman Returns and so having that built up like I left the the, the guaranteed paycheck I walked away from the multi hundred million dollar blah 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 He's like, I'm Michael freaking Keaton or whatever his name is in the movie. I'm Birdman. And so you that that's still there. And that's what that inner monologue is, is that that pride and that narcissism chewing on the back of his head. And then that that feeling of like him grabbing the something like with the force and lifting it up and him literally the opening, the scene opening with him floating, like levitating and floating. It's all of that is just in his head. And like, that's the the like i said it's just a it's a visual metaphor for his his power his inner power like th- that's kind of bursting out i got you and, and, and i guess it, like really just it, i mean it shouldn't be taken literally because i was i was thinking it was like okay well, in the last scene where he jumps out the window or whatever like and now he's flying it's like so that just that was just totally just like a mat like it didn't even actually matter don't take it literally it's just like you said like just like a metaphor like where it's he did yeah he it's a metaphor just, uh yeah. Perhaps he didn't, but the whole, because now, because if you look, think about like what she could quote be seeing is mm. he's like, he's flying, like he, which if you look at that as in, okay, he is back. He's, yeah. uh, thanks to the success of the play and, you know, the, the critic giving the whatever like review. Right. He, he's back to being 
powerful. He's back, you know, he's, uh, has that same high as Birdman. And it, right. there's, a, there's a million ways to look at it. Cause then you can come up with a, the opposite thing of, uh, of like he died or something. He jumped out the window and died and she, yeah. but she's now she's in denial of it or whatever. It's that have a discussion as how that ending is supposed to go. It was just, uh, and <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, the scene whenever like actual Birdman was talking to him in real life, that was mm-hmm. also, I was so uncomfortable then. Like, it was just like, this dude is so freaking weird, man. But like, he's a weird guy. Was, and that's, I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I Bo, loved, uh, bad Bo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, freaking Bo songs. To, run across the room and go pee. He trying to make peed. a run for it. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> beat your dog, Ed beat Norton's your dog character. on Twitch. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> twitch.tv slash genre geeks everybody <laughs> um ed norton uh is like definitely he's, he's a great actor i thought he was he's amazing really in it uh With the tongue-in-cheek only, thing there seen... too is that that's actually apparently him in reality that's a lot of people have that complaint about him in reality really like the, that he's that like over the top and super weight like... well i say way into but if not there's value in it clearly he's an amazing actor the character even in the movie uh or in the in the play in the movie uh he does that critique of the 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 writing like when he's doing that first bit where he's like you just said the same thing four different times in like four lines just say it get to it like that kind of thing but then you have the twisted part of it of like it has to be real it has to be yeah. like there's that nonsense where it's like you're not acting then idiot <laughs> pretend well, and he also says too he also says too like you know uh how, how do you do it every night how do you go out there and pretend he's like well no i pretend everywhere else and on stage i'm my real self and it's like that's weird like that's, you, you need well, to go get some help well that's <laughs> that's weird but that's a sincere look and that's that that's sincerity of like am i and that's i guess it's the batman meta, uh uh paradox of is batman the real identity or is bruce wayne the real identity like sure. that's uh, I think at the end of Batman Begins, that's Rachel Dawes says it to Batman. She's like, no, this is your mask. As she's like touching Bruce Wayne's face, she's like, mm-hmm. this is the fake part. You're the real you comes out at night when you're on rooftops, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's Edward Norton's thing is like as a performer, which actually I have that and I've questioned as a uh, like when I was uh, when I was doing like magic shows and stuff, where being able to just entertain and be make people feel something, I'm like that like that exaggerated form of me. Like, I love that version of me. Like, is that the real me or like, am I just like, it's if anyone who's in that kind of entertainment, sorry, entertainment sphere has that kind of, uh, that question. And like having that, when you're that good of an actor as, as Edward Norton is, it's like, am I, am I the real me or is the performance, the real me? And what, yeah, I mean, obviously there's, there's problems about that, but it's all of that comes down to just, being in that kind of sphere i uh i think i was looking i'm looking at his imdb and i've only seen a few movies with him and the one obviously that i've seen is uh, rounders rounders yeah that's the first one like oh hey look it's a it's worm (laughs) like that's (laughs) the first thing that i thought of and uh yeah but he was not like even half of the actor in that movie that he was in this one like he was still a good actor and he was still a big part of that movie but like the amount of time on screen in this movie and the amount of time like where you just had straight monologues for like 
five minutes at a time like that was really impressive like in his emotion like his ability to, like it was really like kind of fourth wall breaking almost because like even like the first scene where they're doing a table read of like the play but like they're probably actually doing a table read of the actual like scene or whatever which is really interesting <laughs> like it, it was it was that the fact that it's like a movie about a play was really like kind of meta it was kind of interesting so yeah um but yeah ed, ed norton's character was awesome and like i said like the, the biggest thing i liked about the movie was just how good the dialogue was and how good the actors like conveyed the dialogue. They just, they were so good. So I, I enjoyed it. I, like I said, it was really weird. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know what, if I had to grade the movie, like I probably would give a decent grade. It was just, it was just weird. It was weird and it was anxious, but um, I was uncomfortable for a lot of movies just because of how weird it was. It was, but like, I liked like what I was watching, if that makes sense. So, yeah. But. And that's what I'm trying to get you at. Like once you start, getting into the weird you start realizing like it can movies can be anything they can be anything like if you look yeah. at the base the very bones of this movie it's about a dude making doing a play and getting ready for the for show night that's it and like, like well what a creative approach can i do with that because there's for for every one of these of these weird twisted versions of this story there's like a thousand by the books normal versions of this movie where you do normal cuts it's a straightforward there's no weirdness air quote like there's no like uh the inner monologue or the the superpower stuff none of that exists but add that and there's so much more layers to it now and now mm-hmm. you have the whole inner dynamic of, of michael keaton and you can see his struggle along with feeling it like you see literally his demons you know air quote the bird man part of him just bubbling of like and you get the anxiety of like i am i'm risking everything for this play that has right. like everything's against me for this i have this big critic who hates me as a person just because of what i'm attempting to do outside of what the performance is going to be or what the source of the material is it's just because i'm hollywood stepping onto broadway therefore i'm bubble and like that's the whole you know journey there and in the meantime too I think that part of the reason that it felt so anxious is because like, I feel like cuts and movies kind of give you like a mental reset and Mm -hmm. because there was never any cuts, like you're constantly like seeing every little interaction, you never get a chance to like, to just reset. Okay. Now we're in a new scene. We're going to get new dialogue, new conversation, whatever, but it's like, it never stops. It's just constantly like following this character going here. And then then like, you know, a new character passes by us and the camera follows that person for a little while. I just think that like, it's cuts are like almost like a comfort thing for for movie watchers um and so that, i think that's part, that's part of it and then, you know it's it's obviously anxious just in terms of what's happening but also just the fact that it never cuts it makes it even more anxious in my opinion. No, you're absolutely but, right um, and that's actually i wrote a paper on that for one of my phone classes uh i view cuts as exhales and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like in action scenes whenever they have single take cuts that are just uninterrupted and that's why it's just it's brutal and it's building it's building a building you never get that <sighs> And that's, yeah, like you said, like the cuts give you comfort. And by not cutting away, the entire movie is almost holding your breath, which adds to that anxiety, adds to that pressure. So, yeah, that's the nailed it. And so, yeah, Birdman is is fantastic. And if you really want a good listen of like a good critical and fun view of Birdman, listen to the the podcast we featured last week. The feels like the first time podcast. They covered it and they did a great job on it. So it feels like the first time. I'll put there. Actually, I'll put the link in the in the show notes in the description. Very, very hey, good. Did you, did you ever see 1917? I haven't yet. I've been meaning to super Dude, bad. The very good. From what y'all described on like no breaks and stuff, like obviously 
1917 was shot in one shot also, or quote-unquote. Yeah. But um, the description y'all were given, it's pretty identical in 1917. I, yeah, I have no excuse for I haven't seen it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Do you know if uh, 1917 is on any like streaming stuff, Matt? Or I don't think um, so. I can look. Let me look. Okay. Uh, okay. I would definitely like to watch that as well. Like that's that's mm-hmm. one that like when it came out, like I was like, I kind of want to see this in theaters actually, um, but I did not, so I haven't seen it either. So that that could be potentially if Matt can find out where it was in streaming, then maybe it's our homework for next week, AJ. Like that could yeah, be, I, I'd be down for that. Uh, well, kind of. So we. Uh, oh, I want to cover really, really badly. In fact, I really want to talk about Space Jam. Uh, oh, like I, I haven't too. seen it yet, but like I want to, I want to do a an episode where we talk about the new Space Jam. I feel like that'd be really. I'm concerned good. about it, man, because I've been seeing some bad stuff about it, and like to the point where people are saying, like, okay, don't worry about it. It's supposed to be cheesy. It's for the kids. It's not. It's for a you kids movie. So you're, watch. you're. I don't. I think the problem is everyone is expecting this to be like proper cinema when it's like you know, '95 Space Jam was a cartoon, right? for kids yeah there was some adult stuff and, and in it. don't get me wrong there's a pulp fiction reference at one point but like it's uh, it's a, a kids movie and so this is new space jam for the new kids yeah and i think that's part of the thing like people probably wanted it to be like a you know a toy story 3 type movie where it's like still a kids movie but they're still like you know it's really an adult movie for the kids that grew up with toy story and i feel like that's people what people wanted and i don't think that's necessary it's just like it's a new look on the same like you know type of story where it's like basketball player with some cartoons as his teammates and like you know, leave him alone it's like, like it's it been almost be. 30 years there are new kids now let them have their yeah. space their bugs bunny basketball player movie it's fine yeah. i'm expecting it to be a kids movie yeah but, but no, i definitely want to watch it too so maybe maybe it maybe that's the one we want to do instead and 1917 is some other time but either Nin- way 1917 is on anything you'll have to run it okay oh yeah so <laughs> i have a fun article i want to talk to let's, let's get into the news for for a second uh i guess let's talk about the first thing first probably going to take a bulk of this thing i really wish heath was here it's unfortunate that he can uh couldn't make it this episode but matt we have to talk about the steam deck dude i have a reservation already <laughs> all right i was man i managed to get one i am so hyped for this thing it is essentially a um switch but for your Steam library. So anything you can play on PC on Steam, you can play on the Steam Deck. And so it's a varying uh, quality, think, but yes. And yes. you can also like there will be like a dock too where you can plug it into your TV, kind of like how you can do with Steam. Or yeah, with they Switch. they're making a dock. There's not a lot of details on the dock right now. But, I'm pretty sure um, the Switch owns like the copyright to that tech. I, I don't know if technology is the right word, but that thing so i think they had to find their legally distinct way of doing it well they they said that if you like it's usb-c based like the switches and um if you have the cords and stuff like if you have a usb-c to hdmi or that usb-c plugs into a monitor or whatever you can essentially dock it like straight out of the box Oh, so you you're saying you, like you can just plug it into your TV and it will just display it on the TV? Is what you're saying? Yeah, like it'll it'll switch over. The device will switch over to its dock mode or whatever. Okay. But yeah, you just have to if you have the right cords, then yeah, you can do it. But all right. So what's yeah. your what's your reservation then? I reserved, I reserved the right to order one. No, no, no. So I'm saying pre-ordered it. Well, what, that's oh, what he said by reservation. No, I have reservations that, that, and the way you're thinking, Darren. I thought yes. you were saying that you were that's, like concerned. He no. has a reservation to pre-order. 
You have literally reserved it. Okay, so AJ, what is your actual reservation in terms of being concerned? Their market. uh, Well, technically, I have like two. A, uh, which the actually I'll talk about this part first. The I don't like the way they're pitching it. Of like, oh, it costs four hundred dollars. It costs four hundred dollars for a sixty-four gig one, which that will hold no games. It'll hold a bunch of small indie games, like third-party games. But yeah, really, like sixty-four gig. Most get think of Call of Duty. It's like 30, 40 gigs, right? Oh, Call of Duty is like 100 and something now, like yeah. Warzone oh, and all that crap. That's true, yeah. It's like, yeah, big games, Borderlands 3, I'm pretty sure I heard was like over 64 gig. It's like 66 or something. Like, it's a lot, the point. And so if you want to play a main title game, a AAA game, you can't on the baseline. So they're pitching it as $400. The 256 gig, which is the second lowest amount. So a 64 gig to 256 gig, uh, you have to pay $530. So that's the sell of it. It's a PS5 that's- now. That's the one I bought. I, That's I, the one you I should reserved. get because the base yeah. one won't hold anything. Two hundred fifty is really still only. That's still for like not much because if you don't know good games, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, if you don't know, so you go the base the from the baseline up, it goes through four hundred dollars for sixty four gig, five hundred and thirty dollars for two hundred and fifty six gig, and finally a six hundred and fifty dollar one for five hundred and twelve gig. You would yeah. think they'd have a terabyte one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would probably be ridiculously expensive. And like, I don't really understand the appeal at that point because that makes more sense to me. Like the way that Matt described it originally was that it was going to be, you know, X amount of like whatever, like a switch, you know, but for just for your Steam stuff. But now if you're having to pay like $800, $900 for like just to be able to play your Steam library on the go, that does not seem worth it to me. Like, to be I mean, fair can, though, to be fair, you can install a micro SD. Yes. Hmm. So you can get like a 512 whatever SD card. Like SD Which cards is are very cheap. expensive. It's it's not cheap, but it's definitely more like it's not prohibitively expensive, but it, you're going to spend like another 100 bucks on memory. And also I'm concerned too uh, or like my reservation is like I mean you cuz you AJ you mentioned like the quality, like how are they going to be able to do all of the things like if you're playing Apex or whatever? Cuz like, you're not you playing, playing with, on like, a 1080. You're not playing on 1080p. There's no way. And I wonder like do you, like how does it work like okay, if I want to go play Apex on the toilet, like, am I playing with joysticks? Do I have, like, a keyboard and mouse, like, well, have you seen in the, my bathroom? Or? You can do Bluetooth. Anything that is Bluetooth uh, usable, so, like, controllers, uh, mouse and keyboards, you can connect to the to the deck, That's I guess we'll legit. call it. Uh, and if you've seen the physical deck, you have Joy-Cons and you have little thumb mouse pads, which is interesting. I saw you a can, picture, but I didn't look into it closely. So. You can get a 512 micro SD card for 20 bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. So that to me is almost inexcusable of the memory. Make it ter- make that ha- make that hoe a terabyte. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's why I got the five twelve because the the five twelve one. Uh, it also has like SSD built into it, so it has that's essentially good. a little bit faster load times. That's good. But yeah. um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm planning on getting a at least the five twelve SD card. Probably. I, I think I it's a cool idea, but I just. Is. I think the thing that's cool about it is like for me, for example, like if I wanted to go like, you know, I've got games on my um, my PC that I don't have on my PS4 and my PS4 lives in the living room. Obviously, PC's back here in my in my computer room. So like 
if there's games that I want to play on my PS4, then I have to go buy them again on PS4. So it'd be nice to be able to just like be able to take you know that Steam Deck or whatever and keep it in the living room, and now I can play those games from the same. I assume it's like you said from the Steam library. So like you still have the same like save information, all the same data. Yeah. Now you're just playing it like in your living room instead. Like that seems like a pretty cool functionality. But I'm just concerned like that like the game experience won't be the same because you're playing on like a lesser like you know performing platform it, or whatever. So yeah, I mean. The performance is definitely going to be an issue, ish, because they they were advertising like when they announced it, they were playing Doom Eternal, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and Control, which all three of those are pretty like graphically heavy games, and they were running perfectly fine on that Steam Deck. Because you're not playing it at even ten eighty Switch. It's a, yeah, it's called uh, the deck, and they're calling it a switch. Yeah. But it's because it's not 1080. It's like that, I forgot yeah, the, that is true. what are the dimensions? It's weird. It was like 12 or no. It's basically it 720 or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, it's basically it's, 720p. That's yeah. why you can run ultra on 720p. <laughs> like, yeah. well, they, that's they not also hard. said the specs underneath the hood are essentially the PS4 and Xbox One, which. It's pretty cool. Like, I mean, Cons- yeah, it's old. You know, it's, it's competitor is the gen. Switch. So, yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Like, the that, yeah, the Switch is its competitor, and the Switch is nowhere near as powerful as the PS4 and Xbox One. Dude, what a perfect but, time to release this. Dude, right I Right after the Switch, I, f- fumbled isn't the right word. They snapped their ankle while running and impaled themselves with the bone, <laughs> like, with yeah. that freaking announcement. <laughs> What's the what uh, what announcement? I guess I don't know what you got to talk right now. There, the, I told you Matt, briefly at work, Darren. They switched. They announced or Nintendo announced a OLED model for the Switch. Oh, you can play it in the hallway. That's the big meme right now. Is he in, yeah. the, in the commercial for it? The trailer. There's a guy who like comes home from work, puts his bag down, like sits on a bench in his hallway, and like plays the Switch. I'm like, okay, that's part of the trailer. You shot that footage. What are you showcasing? Uh. <laughs> yeah. we want a 4k 60 fps i'm i'm super hyped for this steam deck though because like i so you have your controllers you can bluetooth to it essentially you take take the steam deck you can go to a friend's house you have overcooked installed hook it up to their tv everyone grabs a controller and you can play overcooked like relatively good yeah you know that, that, that like i said like i can definitely see like the the functionality and, of just like being able to, you know, like you said, like the switch. Obviously, like the big thing to me is like you said, like you know, okay, you have you have a smash. You just bring your smash, uh, you know, your your switch, and then the dock, and then you bring it to my house, and it's super portable. It's really easy for you to bring everything, and then you're good. Now you're done. Like I understand the functionality. Um, so that's it. It, it sounds the, cool. The thing is, too, you you can download third part of the applications on it. Like it's it's legit a portable PC. Like they made it to where you can browse the internet, you can download third party applications, you can download other stores. Like you don't have to download just Steam. You can download Epic Games or anything else. All it needs to do to me, because the biggest the biggest downside of the Switch to me is the dock existing as like one i like one place i want to be able because i have two everyone has multiple tvs now but i have an upstairs living room so i have my switch downstairs if i'm watching eli he wants to play in his like upstairs room i have to i go up there and i can't plug my switch direct like into my tv because there's no dock up there mm-hmm. 
I yeah. want them to with the with the Steam Deck have it's just a USB to like USB C or a, my, a HDMI to USB C, and I want it to literally just plug like buy four of those cords, and wherever you have that cord, you could just boop dock your deck there. Well, that's what he was yeah. saying. That that's how it'll work, right, man? Yeah, like if you if you have a USB C cord to HDMI, or whatever you can. Like the dock won't lo- be out at launch. They said it's coming later. Like they're wor- they're still working on the design. I'm pretty sure. But, hmm. um, but yeah, as long like as you have the actual cord, you can essentially dock it. That's perfect. It looks like it's uh shipping in December of this year, and then it available says holiday quarter two. Yeah. I'm just looking on on the uh on the website or whatever. It's like what's uh, what's crazy it though too. On it should be available quarter two 2022. So what's crazy too. There's an application on uh, Steam called RetroArch, and you can. It's basically an application for you to be able to install emulators and play them on Steam. So there's your giant Game Boy or Retro console too. Yeah, that's really cool. That's definitely a, a good added benefit. So yeah, I mean, I like that. That's this is the first like new console in a while that I've been like really really tempted to. Um, to even like think about buying because it seems really nice but um yeah i don't know I'm, I'm, I'm like i don't know a lot about it but just like reading about it right now hearing what you guys have to say like i'm pretty excited about it so i'm inclined to want to check it out all right so i have i've been meaning i meant to talk about this last week but we ran out of time this is probably the most darren news i've ever stumbled across and i hope darren oh, hasn't heard it already buddy. Okay. have you heard about that new guinness record that was set slash broke uh Maybe. I don't think so, though. So if you want to break a Guinness record, usually it's pretty impressive numbers. This is from like a Nerdist article right here. To take the uh, example, the largest mini brick set, for example, you'd have to like the Lord of the Rings inspired uh, building. You need 2060 square feet of Lego stuff. You want the world's biggest punk uh, Funko Pop collection. You need more than 5000 figures. You want the most simultaneous jumping at a rope comp, uh, like record. You got to get 245 of your friends. But Darren, I have a record that I think you can beat that has okay. been set. Most M&Ms stacked on top of each other. Wow. Is it six? That would break the record. Really? You need five plain M&Ms. You need to stack them vertically on top of each other. The record is five. Wow. Yeah. That's, but the thing is, it's impossibly hard. That sounds like, that that, that sounds like freaking grueling. It sounds easy as crap. Am I right? No, it does not. It sounds grueling because I'm imagining in my head the first maybe two are probably easy. And then it's like playing a video game where like you're constantly just like resetting yourself. Like you're like going you're going through the level, you die in the early stage, and then you're going through the level, you get to their very almost the very end, you die again. And you keep dying over and over and over again. And I imagine this is how it happens where it's like This you, is okay, your real you life dark yeah, you finally get to the fourth <laughs> M&M. You're like, okay, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And then like your dog like bumps the table and knocks it over. And it's like, oh my God, I, I, it sounds grueling. That sounds I think awful. you can do it. I'll, you think I, I can I, do it? I want, I want to see you. I want to have, I want to have like the video thing set up where you have a bag of M&Ms and your fingers are just blue, red, and green. <laughs> and you're just stacking. Dang it. Just stack the again. The same M&Ms that like all the chocolates melted off or whatever. And it, they're just like, just little pieces of chocolate because i've been using the same ones for five hours straight like so i wonder I think, how long this person was trying to do this uh like, i don't it, think i have that information 
It says, gosh, that's uh, the awful. engineer, which actually, so I got to give the guy, obviously I got to, he's a world record holder. We got to show some kind of respect. Uh, his name is 23 year old British engineer, Will Cutbills. Records, engineer? Yeah. World record setting feet. What's his name? Will Cutbill. Like how both words, exactly how you would imagine they're spelled. Cut and bill. Cut bill. Okay. Hey, Bill, can you cut my bill? <laughs> nice. <laughs> he achieved his lofty goal on January 31st in Solihull, the uh, UK. He broke the record of four, which was previously... Oh, so I, I'm sorry, it wasn't set. It was just broken. Held by both Italy's Silvio Saba and Australian's Brendan Kelby. Come on, this is an international thing. US has to get on the map. Come on. Wow. It's our candy. It's M&M's. Come on. I gotta, I gotta look up a video or something. There's gotta be a video somewhere of this. Uh, these round so chocolates intrigued. aren't exactly designed to be Lincoln Logs. <laughs> Their shiny candy coat doesn't really make for a great adhesive. Uh, stacking them takes incredible patience and a gentle touch. And yeah, there is a video on the Guinness Records Instagram, it looks like. Oh my God, I'm watching it right now. This is grueling. He, he literally did video Bro, look the entire at this thing. boss. He's got a snack size thing of M&M's. He doesn't even have like, oh a king size bag. He knew. I can't watch this. Oh, oh, he got four. Oh, it all fell. No, this poor if guy. If you want stress. Oh, he don't... got five. He did it. Yes, he did it. <laughs> if he you want stress, it. don't watch Uncut Gems. Don't watch Birdman. <laughs> watch Bill Cutville, or I'm sorry, Will Cutville set the record, break wow. the record for most M&M stacked. Dude, this looks like freaking You can do it, Darren. Hell, I believe in though. you. Dude, Wholeheartedly, that, okay. I believe in you. Oh my God. Six though? I just feel like. I, and that is that sounds. I want awful. you to. I want. Uh, actually, I don't want it to be you. I want someone else to break it, and then there'd be a big controversy about it. Or use like rigged M and M's. It's like three D printed M and M's that have like little like you know stacking holes on them. It's a great idea. I might try that. We could do it. Huh. All right. Uh. No easy way to segue. Oh, bye, Darren. He just left. <laughs> I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we are all big fans of WandaVision. Did you hear that WandaVision racked up 23 Emmy nominations? Oh, my gosh. Really? 23. Dang. That is ridiculous. What for? I mean, That's I guess awesome. there's, I mean, we're too much to It would take me a while to go through each and every one of them. Yeah. Uh, a lot. A whole lot, which is good. At the, good for them. Uh, Mandalorian was nominated for uh, Best Drama Series. WandaVision was the MCU's first major uh, launch. Oh, we all know that. But what's funny? Okay, so another show that got a lot of nominations, Lovecraft Country, which I really wanted to watch, got 18 nominations and was canceled 10 days uh, before. Yeah. I watched, uh, I think, two episodes of that, two or three. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't like anything crazy for me to keep watching but it was okay i can understand so why it got, got canceled, canceled. I don't know, it's 10 days before what before before it was nominated? before it came out that it got 18 nominations oh wow <laughs> like i'm sure all of the actors and directors are like yeah you canceled us yeah exactly <laughs> that's what you freaking get 18 nominations jerks yep um but i i don't even know what is that like on netflix what is that on HBO. i don't even never heard of it okay gotcha. yeah i've been really 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 wanting to watch it yeah, good on them. They they did it. Eighteen nominations. Uh, I couldn't find the 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 list of things, but it that's a big deal, and that definitely is a, a mark of 
how great a show obviously that 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 is the mcu is freaking killing it man because obviously we can talk about loki probably you know i don't know eventually um but like all three of these series have been good and like i would be willing to bet probably i'm sure that there was something to do with like the soundtrack because all of the soundtracks have been awesome i keep on talking about that i love all the soundtracks so i'm sure that was probably part of it but yep uh speaking of like streaming stuff did you guys hear the big news about netflix yes i totally forgot about that until i saw you say netflix netflix (laughs) is trying to get into the streaming video game market okay which you know what i'm on board with it dude i don't think streaming video games will ever truly work i mean actually i take that back it will truly work i think we're still too far from it maybe in a couple years 40 years maybe four years like the Xbox Marketplace thing or whatever the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, Live that the uh, Amazon I think it's called Luna. What's that garbage Google one that needs to, uh, I think die or needs to die? Yeah, mm-hmm. that trash. The idea of streaming a video game, they're trying to do it. But uh Netflix is trying to do it and they have hired XEA like he's a, a user work. I, that sounds weird saying it X and then Electronic Arts and Facebook executive <laughs> to help lead the <laughs> development for it. Because I realized saying that out loud, the listener may not oh, actually hear oh, what I'm okay. saying. I, I see it's what you're X-E-A. saying. Yeah, I was confused. No, it, <laughs> former Electronic Arts. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, the guy's name is Verdu. Mike Verdu. Dude, uh, I, yeah. They could really hit the ground running if they make it like Xbox as a Game Pass. Where don't make, like, obviously, if the technology is not there yet, and if they know they can't pull that off. They just need to be have a thing where you can... It's a platform. You can go online. Oh, this game's on this. I can download and play this. That's cool. You know? Mm-hmm. Because that, that's a term right now. The, the Xbox Game Pass is the Netflix of video games right now. <laughs> and so I, that title might be getting taken away. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested to... Like... I wonder, I mean, I don't know. Are they going to, like, just, like, take, buy video games to add to their service, like, from Xbox? And, like, is Xbox going to be, like, going to allow them to put those on there? Because then now it's, like, a, a whole, like, you know, Netflix is losing all their content to Paramount and to all these other services and stuff. Like, why is Xbox going to be okay with them, like, having their games on their service? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's... I don't know. Uh, I'm inclined to... The reason I'm inclined to kind of trust them is I like Netflix as a producer of content company yeah yeah like they the the netflix exclusive stuff tends to be good there's some stinkers there's some mediocre ones but there's some really good stuff look at stranger yeah. things and the marvel shows that were on netflix uh i'm spacing on it. like they have a they produce a ton well they produce they buy and they broadcast a bunch of great great stand-up like i like netflix so i think if they were to do that same the same effort and quality that they're delivering with movies where for every three bad ones there's a good one i'm fine with that i think that the yeah. video game market thing could be good i mean obviously i just i think if we if at this point i've accepted that streaming a game will work beyond that i, I don't think it'll work this year next year or even the year after that i think it, it's gonna take extremely good and consistent internet which is kind of more like a outside of the video game thing that's just as a nation as a country as a wor- the world we need like everyone needs google fiber kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. sure because that's going to be the problem is packet loss and you know all that stuff that just you can't they're you know streaming a movie the i'll get the occasional buffer i can't like what are you gonna do when you're like playing a video game yeah but 
accepting that as a, we've solved that problem. I think the, I, I think Netflix is a good, co- I trust them as a company to, to do that. I think they produce good enough content that they can, they can probably do it. It's interesting. I, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously I, I'm surprised to hear that you're the person that wants to, uh, that, that's interested in it because of, you know, your physical media bit, like how much you're on that, on that train. So <laughs> yeah, well, video games is kind of my, like, one loss in my argument because I own very few physical games. Uh, but it's just easier to download. It is easier to download. It's so much easier. And to me, like taking it out and stuff as often as I switch, because when you're watching a movie, you're basically committed to the movie, but you can stop playing a game whenever you want. Like that's different. Uh, but speaking of video games, did you guys hear about that Skyrim game that got sold? No, I did not hear about it. Hey, Darren, eat my butt about physical media. Go ahead, Matt. What did you hear? No, yeah, I (laughs) could be wrong. You might have to correct me on this, but didn't someone sell like a, it's a newly sealed from 2011 original Skyrim game for like 60 grand or something like that? Oh my God. Sort of. Well, uh, someone bought a copy of Skyrim for $600. Or yeah, I knew it was a six. Which is the second, high, I think, I don't want to make it up. I don't, I'm not even going to say second high. It's a very high sell. It's a sealed, brand new looking copy of Skyrim, uh, physical media Skyrim for $600. But that is news in conjunction with, did you guys hear about the record setting, I believe, sealed physical media copy, Super Mario 64 sold for oh. $1.5 million. That is so ridiculous. That so is, here's the thing for pe- yeah for people who don't know 100 i think people may be familiar with what's called slabbing a comic book so there are like cd or cgc like there's these comic grading companies who will because now there's a there's a lot there used to be just one now there's maybe half a dozen or so that are like big and reputable where you can send your comic in or if you go to a con they'll take it and then they'll they'll send uh, they'll take it back to their place they'll look at the comic from a physical standpoint and they'll look at any imperfections in the paper uh are, are the staples hold, held up are they rusted at all are these any problems tears anything they're like m- examining the crap out of it and then they give it a grade out of 10 and so like a good like 9.8 is fantastic awesome 9.9 is almost unheard of a 10 is basically not real there's very very few 10s and so that that obviously the higher the grade the more value there was a a mario 64 which uh i don't want to i don't want to misquote it got a like they they have that for video games now was like what i was getting to with the comic book thing they there are companies who will grade the physical box of a video game and it had a 9.8 wow which is an a plus plus crazy and that exact one sold for 1.5 technically 1 million five hundred sixty thousand dollars i feel like there's a loophole in this though can't you just take a game that like there's no scratches like if you look at the disc there's no scratches or anything on it can't you put it in the case reseal it yourself they'll know that you resealed it that's unless how would they know they're examining it dude that's their whole thing is that they're looking at everything They're looking like that's that's not right. That's not the correct tape. Like it's been retaped. We can tell because we have microscopes and crap. And we're like, 
there's money involved. I mean, it's also like probably like the aging situ- situation too, where they can look at it and see it's not aged pro- properly. You know, plastic has been like 50 years old or whatever. I would hope like, with this that they're looking into that kind of because I, I, you know, there's going to be fakers out there who are going to try to do that. But 100%. And that's like, that's literally like I'm one why they get paid. <laughs> That's why they get paid. Like, I mean, that's their I can business. promise you, like, they're out, they're thinking just as hard because they're like, if because here's the thing with them: if they get screwed once, if they get tricked one time, they lose all credibility. Exactly. I'm just trying to. I mean, I'm. I, I would hope that they're doing the same thing. I just don't understand, like, logically, how you, like, I don't know. I don't know how you could prove that that's the original wrapping. You know? I would encourage you go to their website and figure out for I'm yourself. I'm sure there's it. a whole thing about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, what website? What is company is this? It's I, WTA. That's the, the name of the company. It's, let me find, uh, let me find the actual, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, WTA is a, is a game that was also graded. It was graded by, there's a picture here. It's, uh, it was, it is W-A-T-A. Look at that. Look, uh, look, I guess, think, look that up. Yeah, there you go. W. Oh yeah, grading. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. Yeah, because the the Skyrim got a 9.2. The the one that sold for 600 dollars, which that's that's turnaround for a game that's cost 60 bucks. Probably didn't even cost 60 dollars. I mean, back in the day, like it probably wasn't even 60. It was probably like 20 or 30 back. No, they were. Well, yes, it was a new title that came out. I'm talking. I'm talking about Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Super Mario 64. But yeah, Skyrim probably. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but hey, that's the that's the beauty of physical media, baby. Sell a digital version. See how much you get. <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> uh, are we gonna get NFTs for video game boxes? <laughs> I, 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 that's exactly what it is. It's like you're not even actually getting the game. You're just getting a digital version of like the game, but you don't, can't play it though. It's just like the idea of the game or whatever mm-hmm. like you know, I, I have an original copy of Skyrim digitally but I can't play it it's I sold it for 1.5 million dollars it's great I'll have to look into that website more cuz there's a lot of going on there's a lot going on, on that website but that would be like a very interesting YouTube video to watch like the process of grading something yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, unless, that's, unless unless that's like a top secret type thing to, that they don't want to give away and or show the how they grade it so people couldn't like replicate it and fix the yeah, issues. I'm sure it's constantly and evolving and changing and stuff. But I mean, that's that's been around in the comic book world for a long time, for years. That's been a thing of like buying a like a 9.8 copy of Deadpool's first appearance is a lot. It's a lot. So much like so much valuable because they're trying to uh, standardize value for for comic books because comic books are a huge trade uh, like market and as far as trading goes so same goes with physical ga- uh, video games i'm sure that's going to exist for all kinds of physical stuff maybe not movies but movies and music like a record or whatever i'm sure there's grading grading things for that but yeah i, just, I think sure. that's incredibly interesting and I, I i think i think it's a little silly but then i, I think it's silly but i also i'm the comic guy so like i'm sure heath would love a you know, nine point something grade of some old night, like PlayStation game or whatever. Hmm. Uh, I don't have any info on this. Cause I just honest to God, didn't want to read the article, but for those of you who care, uh, call of duty Warzone season four has had their, or is, is, or will have, I don't know. Cause I'm not in the, in the game anymore. The largest patch the game has ever seen. Oh my God. It's already huge. I feel, anyways, I feel like that's a headline. Every other update. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's trying. What are they changing? Do you know? Like, I, like I said, I didn't look because I don't care, frankly. I'm out of the game. I'm out of it. I'm out of Warzone. I got sick. I have a 500 gig SSD and that bad boy was getting full off yeah. just that. Yeah, like my OS. Yeah, my what? OS and Call of Duty. And it was just well, too much. Their problem is like they did a great job at combining both games because I, I don't know if you know or if the viewers know her but they essentially warzone came out with modern warfare the remake quote unquote um it's kind of like a reboot for the modern warfare series mm-hmm. but warzone came out for that and then here comes the next year new call of duty coming out and warzone was a huge hit and so they somehow i don't know how they did this but they somehow made it to where your progression you could play Modern Warfare multiplayer and have access to the guns and the ne- and the new game, the Black Ops game. So any kind of progress you make on the multiplayer in Modern Warfare, it would transfer over to the new game and vice That's versa. That's so weird. That's so and weird. And so yeah, like it's it's very weird because it's also different totally different games, like different universes, different different settings and everything. But I'm sure there's um, going to be like articles in like next month where it's like uh, most Call of Duty players have one dedicated hard drive just for Call of Duty and everything yeah. one for everything else. Because well, here's what like, they're gonna do: they're gonna be smart. They're gonna start selling like Call of Duty branded and themed like hard drives and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like exactly. camouflaged or whatever. <laughs> and if you really want to be big baller, you can get the gold one or <laughs> whatever bullcrap. Five hundred twelve gig that doesn't even fit the entire game. <laughs> yeah, Activision would do a lot better with this. And like the controversy on this, mm-hmm. if they would just release Warzone as a standalone game, I feel like you're saying like the Cause, Battle Royale. Yeah, because like that—that's yeah. the reason why it's so big. Because you can't have Warzone installed without having multiplayer or the campaign yeah. or the whole other new game installed. Like you—you you have there's I kid you not I think there's like over eighty or ninety weapons in Warzone because there's like forty per game and there's technically two games in one. So yeah, the problem it, with that though, I hear, I, I hear you. That's for us is like, we're like, dude, it'd be so much easier to separate it. They thought about that. They want that purchase, that $60 purchase to be right there the whole time. We yeah. just scroll over and click. There you go. You just bought the game. Congrats. Yeah. It, they want that temptation to be sitting right there for you. So, I mean, that's, they're never going to get rid of that. And I, I thought I was going to get back into the Call of Duty franchise with Modern Warfare because I loved Modern Warfare so much. But, I mean, if the game keeps getting bigger like that, I mean, it's like you said, you got you basically have a whole hard drive at this point dedicated yeah. to it, and I'm not about that life. Yeah. I'm out. You did it. I'm out. But, uh, so we, I mean, we could just have a, probably have a shorter episode today. That's all the news I had. Uh, actually, well, short of one thing that I, I, I forgot, now I'm sad again. It's time for the most sorrowful bit called Who Died This Week? Oh, Jesus. <sighs> you got what I need. Oh, yeah. You say he's just a friend. Just a friend. <laughs> you, say you say he's just a friend. <laughs> oh, baby, you. <laughs> this Marquis has passed away, and that made me really sad. Dude, Man. that song was so great. He he's done a lot. Which I one random like meme thing of him is the there was a show called Yo Gabba Gabba, 
I didn't watch it, <laughs> but for whatever reason, well, he has a hand in that. <laughs> he had a part in it where, like, I forget. I don't know. I don't know anything about the show. Literally, I don't know the structure of the show. But there was a clip I saw of Bismarck E, and it was like uh, him teaching people how to beatbox. <laughs> And uh, what? Ooh, actually, oh, <laughs> uh, so if you guys don't know who he is beyond that that song, which is obviously an iconic song, do you recall in uh, Men in Black Two? Do you recall the scene where Will Smith is in a post office trying to pick up Tommy Lee Jones, and he he beatboxes at this alien? I who, don't. I don't remember anything about the movie. I remember it's nothing not a particularly movie. great one, but okay. Bismarcky is that I believe I'm going based on memory. It could be wrong. I believe Bismarcky is the alien that beatboxes that has like a beatbox off with like Will Smith and like that's really? him talking. Uh, yeah, Matt just posted in the chat a picture of Yo Gabba Gabba. Is one of those guys Bismarcky or is it just green? random? Three- oh, uh, mm. I'm inclined to think no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I Matt? Just know or the, you just I just know the characters? green. No, I just know the green guy as the main guy. It's all oh, I know, right? Gabba. But yeah. <laughs> um, Bismarcky, he died this week, and that made me sad. <laughs> like it was one of those things where I looked at it, I'm like, "Hey, Bismarck." Okay, and here's why I keep doing who died this week because every time I see any news about a famous person, whether that be like a, a celebrity, like a musician, or like a big person in like science or whatever, the second I see them, I'm like, "Oh God, did they are, did they die or did they rape somebody?" Because th- that's the <laughs> news articles. Those are the headlines for people. Right. Right. And so yeah, when I saw uh, Bismarcky, I'm like, oh, dude, dude. okay, died, Ugh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, it's one of those things like you do, you would rather have seen that than like he, you know, murdered someone it, or raped someone. That's what I'm someone. saying. I'm like, oh, thank God he just died. <laughs> but that made, it still it makes me sad. But yeah, like the, those old celebrities that people forgot about, like, you know, like I said, they're they're only in the news for one of two reasons. Like they're not in the oh, he Bismarck he donated ten thousand dollars to charity. That's not going to be a news article. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's only bad stuff. So, but no, Bismarck V, you you do got what I need, and it's sad to see you go. So sorry, also, bye. Also, uh, I was going to ask you, I know that you mentioned uh, earlier this week that you've been making some more friends, huh? Like that's uh, I have been making so, some friends. So it, as we start, I got any clips? I do. So as we start getting ready for our new uh, recommendations Skate. slash homework, start thinking about what you guys want to recommend. And we have been talking to other shows on the Instagrams, quite a few this week that I've been talking to. I'm really excited to show off some, a couple of these things to you guys. But this one comes from our friends at the STS Guys podcast. These guys are great. They had this really funny bit that Darren, I feel like you would have loved. They got on. Are you familiar with the website Fiverr? Uh, I think I've read some articles. I don't know much about it though. So it's a it's a website where people offer a bunch of odd job services. Oh, uh, yeah, they can yeah, create yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a logo for you, or uh, it can get gross, or uh, <laughs> people can make music for you. And so they all, I believe it's three guys. I could be I could be wrong. There's there's a few guys on there, and they all went on Fiverr. And I think their their limit was ten bucks because you don't have to just spend five. It starts at five and it goes up to get these like these Fiverr artists to make songs about their podcast, and Ooh. it was wonderful. That sounds awesome. It was a great bit, and that's money perfectly spent. And I can't imagine stretching ten dollars in a better way. That sounds so good. Okay, it was so really do you good. have like a is it a clip from them talking about that or uh, no? This is just the clip they sent in for their recommendations. Oh, okay. uh, I gotta which go we'll, back and listen to yeah, it. We'll have stuff to talk about right after that. So this is the STS guys podcast. Hey, hey, it's Larry from the STS guys. Uh, we're a podcast. 
Uh, we're a weekly podcast. We're a weekly pop culture podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at STS Guys. Uh, and I'm here today uh, to make a recommendation for you. I, I think you need to check out one of my favorite bands. Uh, they're called the Bomb Pops. Uh, last year in March, they dropped an album called Death in Venice Beach. Uh, it was very much my soundtrack of the pandemic. Uh, every single track is awesome. Uh, if you like early 2000s pop punk, you definitely want to check out the Bomb Pops. Mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> it gets better. Uh, they just recently announced a tour. Um, so, you know, we haven't had concerts in a really long time, mm -hmm. uh, but they're coming to my town. Uh, I'm going to go check them out. I'm super stoked. Uh, I, I think I'm even more excited than Darren's going to be when John Wick 4 comes out. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But anyway, Bob Pops, Shut up. get up on Shut this. Shut up, Larry. All right. And that was our friend Larry from the STS Guys I'm, podcast. I'm so glad that they give you crap for not liking action, Darren. Yeah, John Wick Dude, sucks. Shut up. I, it's such an easy sell to them. And I'm like, by the way, if you guys want bonus points... And, dude, the second I say, especially John Wick, they all go, got it. <laughs> We're getting in <laughs> on him on this. But, dude, so he recommended the Bomb Pops. So, obviously, so here's the thing, too. If you guys ever send us a clip and stuff, I 100 for 100, for 100 check out the thing you talk about. Uh, I listen to the Bomb Pops. They're great, dude. They, I don't know if this is a, uh, an actual, like, name of a genre, but the way I would describe them, I, I showed them to Amber as well, my wife, and she's like, this sounds like Super Chick. It's it kind of sounds like them, but it I, it I don't know if this is a real genre. I call it skate pop. Like yeah, it's like a, Tony Hawk's first. Yeah, skater, it's exactly like that. It, this would one hundred percent be on a Tony Hawk game. I call it like skate pop punk. I'm listening to them right now. I, I have a, I have a favorite song of them if uh, from them if you want to hear because I listen to their uh, like all their top stuff on Spotify and listen to their album. But the bomb pops. Let me. I'm find. listening to C A in July. I assume it means California in July. Listen to yeah. uh, Zero Remorse. That's my friggin' jam on there, dude. Zero Remorse. It's the third Maybe. one oh, on Spotify. Okay, you gotta you gotta play this as the outro music. You gotta, Obviously. You gotta, you gotta hit Yes, absolutely. It's super um, dope, dude. They're they're very fun to listen to. He, he said two thousand or what do you say two thousands pop punk? Is yeah, two thousands pop punk. Yeah, it's very. Dude, uh, oh my god, that is my jam. Like one hundred percent. Some forty one. Oh, uh, simple plan. plan. Like it's oh, just hey, plan. we're all teenagers and let's have fun. That's exactly what it is. It's, oh, <laughs> and I, it's great. I I. One of my favorite things in the world is people who recommend like uh, obscure in the sense of like, I, I'm not going to stumble upon it until someone recommends it. Music and movies. Those things are my favorite things to be recommended. And because for every 10 bad ones, you get one great one. And this is a great band that I have been introduced to that I love. It was a very easy time listening to their I stuff. I just typed in 2000s pop puck bands into Google. Blink-182, Fallout Boy, Green Day. Go. Good Charlotte, My Chemical Romance, Paramore. Oh my God, I'm dude. I'm, I went I'm on like, a Green Day binge uh, the other day. Ooh, ooh I, a Green Day. I, I, you, I was a huge fan of Green Day back in the day. Like to the point, like, do you know the drummer of Green Day? Do you know the? the I, I know do. of him. Like I don't know him. Like in, Trey in, Cool. That's cool. That's a good. That's a perfect name. That's a great name. Cool. But uh, Jimmy World Yellow. I loved Yellow Card. Oh my God, I'm just like. 
I'm having such a. I just I listen to that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. Anyway, they're so great. Yeah, I, so I, yeah, definitely listen to the STS guys. They are a very good quality show. And listen to the Bomb Pops because I I back his recommendation. But uh, my personal recommendation to you guys, I have next to me my snack of choice this week. I have the Superior M and M's. I have the peanut, peanut butter M and M's. These things are god tier. Stack six of those right now. Matt, I'm going to show you what one of these look like. It is a perfect <laughs> circle. I'm not stacking two. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> They're so... You know why? Because... Hold on. Let's see if I can get some ASMR here. I don't know if that, that came through. <laughs> I think it came through a little bit. <laughs> it's all peanut butter, dude. There's a thin coat of candy, and this is a peanut I butter ball. It, I bet those are baller. Basically Reese's Pieces, them, aren't they? I think I have... They're, They're better than M&M's, and they're better than Reese's Pieces. They are... Hmm. Reese's Pieces, but it's like 98% peanut butter with a exactly. splash of chocolate coating. Exactly. It's yeah. so good, dude. I had two bags of those yesterday. Not like the big <laughs> bag that you had, <laughs> but like the, just like the normal ones you get at a gas station or whatever, where it's just like a little like, you know, like maybe 20 of them or so. But yeah, on the ride home from Lubbock yesterday, I had two of them in the car. Put it on the those poll, Matt. Are, are peanut butter M&Ms the goat M&Ms? <laughs> I mean, they are like, and if it, there are two kinds of people: people that think that that's true, and people that haven't had them yet. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> if you okay, let's let's do it better. Uh, peanut or are peanut butter M and M's? Do you if you think peanut butter M and M's are not the goat? Have you never had um, never had them? Or what? <laughs> okay. I'm trying to workshop this. Uh, we'll workshop it. We'll put it on the poll, and we'll uh, it'll be on Twitter. So make sure to check out at John or Geekscast on Twitter for our poll for this poll question and every other poll question as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you know, as always, like AJ always says, follow us on Twitter, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other things. Like I, I noticed, I keep on getting notifications on my phone, where it's like, hey, this person's following you, and it's like all because of my hard work that I've been doing, and I appreciate all the things <laughs> that you, know, you guys are doing, following our Twitter because I've been doing a lot of work on it. So. <laughs> very hard work and it's it's really shining it's really showing through but uh be sure to check us back next week we have more cast it's just the three of us it's going back to the basics man all this free talking we're not interrupted by anybody so great (laughs) you suck Heath (laughs) alright but uh yeah do all the things show us love and until next time bye